0: The Week 13 review episode of the Bear Stock Underground is brought to you by My Bookie. As a true football fan, you already know that every weekend your favorite gridiron warriors put their skills to the test, so why aren't you doing the same? We are almost three quarters of the way through the NFL season, so now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with My Bookie. MyBookie is the premier place to bet on all your pro and college football action. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're looking to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at MyBookie. Best part is, if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in a thousand, they'll give you a thousand. That's double your first initial deposit. You can use on all your favorite picks. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today where you play, you win, and you get paid. And even though the day, this day on the calendar is known to the world as Black Friday, there's nothing black about what we were able to accomplish on the field yesterday in Detroit. The Bears were able to pull even at 500 again we were able to sweep the lions and we were able to win our second straight thanksgiving day ball game up there uh in detroit and our quarterback actually even looked pretty good in the process so it, it, you know every win is important especially with these last four games uh sitting ahead of us starting with the cowboys next thursday night uh as well so let's get into it it's the week 13 review episode of the bears talk underground so let's get to it How about that, kiddies? Our first winning streak since September. We've won two games in a row. Granted, we beat the Giants and the Lions, but uh, we'll take them where we can get them at this point with this season. And, uh, you know, there's no discriminating against the wins at this time of year. And actually, even though it was a struggle and we had to come back in the fourth quarter to win it, I do honestly feel better about this win than I have about our last two against the, the Giants last week and against these the, 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 this, this same Lions team uh, three weeks ago uh, in Soldier Field. There was something, even though we had to come back at the end and win it, um, we did that. And we did the one thing that I've been wanting this team to do for a long time since the Washington game, really. Um, that was before we allowed the game to get away. The defense finally put their foot down, took the ball back, put an end to the game. The Bears did that. In the fourth quarter, on the last drive of the game for the Lions, when they were coming back trying to retake the lead and win the game themselves. So, the defense, not happy with them at all. They were actually not very good at all. We made that sh- third string undrafted rookie free agent quarterback of theirs look like the second coming of Kurt Warner uh, out there, you know, an undrafted free agent that's just going to be a Hall of Famer uh, someday. We made David Blau famous uh yesterday uh, especially in that first half it was at the first quarter especially I mean I think you guys are going to like my my first quarter uh knee-jerk reaction because it was all about frustration I mean look at the Bears scoring their first opening drive touchdown of the season since our since our win against the the, the Vikings week number four so it took us nine weeks to take our opening drive in for a touchdown and it, it was they just the Lions just came out and pissed all over it. You know, 75-yard touchdown on the first drive, a nice long touchdown drive on the second one to take the lead. And it's like, okay, here we go again, national TV. This is going to be an embarrassment. And uh, right before the game started, I actually reached out to our friend, Jeremy Reisman, who has press credentials. He goes to the Bears uh, or, or to the Lions home games. And I asked him, I was like, hey, man, um, you know, if it's not too much trouble, you think you could send me some of the, like, if there's a program or, you know, something like that, could you send it to me? And he's like, yeah, sure. This is when I was thinking that, hey, we're going to win this game but they've got that third-string quarterback coming in there. They just got off a loss to the Redskins. I think we're on pretty solid ground here. And then the first quarter happened, and all of a sudden I'm like, you know what, <laughs> I'll just you know tell you, what. Jeremy, do me a favor, throw him in a trash can and then piss on him, get me some video of that and uh, that that'll that'll satisfy my needs of a souvenir uh, for this game. But uh, thankfully, I held off on sending that message. Let the game play out, uh, and in the end, Jeremy will end up God bless him sending me that uh, sending me the the souvenirs or whatever it is he was able to collect for me. So anyway, let's get into the knee jerk reactions. Like I said, the first quarter was interesting because the Bears start off great an amazing kickoff return by Cordell Patterson to get things going after a mess to start the uh the game it was uh, actually the second try that we got that kick return we take the the first ball of drive in for a touchdown and then it all kind of goes sideways from there knee jerk reaction first quarter bears and lions and the starting quarterback is five for nine for 131 yards and two touchdowns am i talking about mitch no of course not we're talking about third string quarterback undrafted Rookie free agent David Blau, who's blown up the Bears for 130 yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter. Actually, he had all that done basically in the first 10 minutes. Um, So that's where we're at. Uh, For only the second time all year, the first time with Mitch as the quarterback, the Bears take their opening drive for a touchdown after a pretty awesome kick return from Cordell Patterson. It was only a 50-yard drive. I mean, we looked efficient. We looked good. We look like we do when we come out after the second half on the first drive of the third quarter. But instead, we did it in the first quarter. Maybe Matt Nagy took my advice and told these guys it was halftime just before kickoff, and they come out like gangbusters to start the game. Only they forgot their defense in Chicago, apparently, because we got no pass rush. The zones are wide open, and David Blau, remind you, third string undrafted rookie free agent quarterback is picking the defense apart so that's what's going on so far we're down 14 to seven and we got three more quarters of this so we we have no pass rush and since our opening drive touchdown we've run like 10 plays for 12 yards so we're we're uh, we're coming out hot so it's looking real good uh so far and uh but the bears have the football to start the second quarter see if we can even this up and, and turn it into a ball game or is it going to be the David Blau show today? Is it going to be the David Blau show? It was actually a legitimate question after the first quarter uh, with the way that it all went and and, and how the, the defense was, I guess, really still feeling the effects of the short window uh, between having played the Giants on Sunday and, and being this early 11.30 a.m. kickoff against the Lions, you know, just barely what uh, 93 hours later I mean it's it's not a lot of time and the NFL game can be a brutal one especially on the body these guys are probably not even halfway through their recovery cycle to get ready for the next game before they have to step out on the field and do it again for real uh, like they did yesterday uh, against the uh, Lions so there is some inherent sympathy there but the game is is being played be continued at scs.georgetown.edu/podcast the offense is doing their part or at least they did at the start of the first quarter you guys have to do yours and david plow he was he just came out I was like you know it was like oh I'm forgetting the quarterback's name he was the backup to Roger Staubach back in the 70s uh, Charlie Connolly, I think, was his name. He comes out. He's, you know, a rookie. He's, like, he's so young, he's still got braces on his teeth. He comes out and he beats the Redskins on Thanksgiving Day, throws three touchdowns, is the star, and then you never heard from him again. He had that one shining moment. I was thinking maybe this is going to be the next Charlie Connolly or whatever uh, that the Bears were, were facing. He's going to come out. He's going to have this great day. Jeff Driscoll's going to take over 10 days from now when the Lions play again. You'll never hear from this kid again, but he had his one glory day on Thanksgiving when the whole world was watching uh, against the Bears and what was supposed to be an outstanding defense the good news is things settled down in the second quarter the Lions only added a field goal uh, before a halftime uh, the offense on the other hand um, was here and there they had a uh, that that drive that ended the first quarter, started the second, was a 15-play drive that used up over seven and a half minutes, but we came up short. We came away with nothing. The Bears went for it on fourth and six, and, and it was an absolute mess. We called a timeout before the play. I talk about a knee-jerk reaction, but after that drive failed, we got the ball back and was able to put a field goal on the board before halftime to make it 17-10. But after the first two quarters, you're just like, man, is it is it impossible for this team to start out strong? Do we always have to... Uh, come back from behind, or you know, reemerge after halftime. Like we know better what to do after the first half adjustments when we only have about twenty minutes, or in this case, with the Thanksgiving festivities going on, maybe they got an extra ten minutes uh, during the halftime. But you know, for some reason, we make better adjustments in that small window between the second quarter and the third than we do when we have days and days to prepare for our opponents. It just you know, it's like after we got done with that 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 script, you know, the first fifteen plays or whatever of the script, all of a sudden it's a crapshoot on what we're doing out there, and uh, the offense was uh, was struggling. I mean, it, again, but the other problem was again not being able to close. We were moving the football against the Lions. We were getting it close, but we weren't able to close. I mean, it's it's a common theme with this offense, but that's what was happening on Thursday. Yeah. Knee jerk reaction, second quarter, Bears Lions. Uh... I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea what's going on. The The defense can't get a pass rush, even though we just finished the first half with our first sack of the game. Roquan Smith able to sack the incomparable David Blau. Um, the, the, de- the offense seemingly having no trouble moving the football. It's just the same problem as always. We can't close. We had a 15-play drive. That started at our own nine-yard line that ended on a turnover on downs. Uh, We we decided not to kick a 48-yard field goal and went for it on fourth and five. Took a timeout before we ran the play. Came onto the field as disorganized as you possibly can be. Got called for an illegal formation and Mitch threw a three-yard pass into the dirt on fourth and five. So it went great there on that play uh, as well. And that's been how the Bears have have looked every every break is going detroit's way including when a defender from detroit tried to take mitch's head off and did not get called for uh roughing the passer but leonard floyd uh, pushes david blau to the ground and it's an automatic 15 yard roughing the passer penalty that led to uh the only scoring drive for the lions which was a field goal to make it 17 to 7 the Bears just had another nice-looking drive where, of course, we couldn't close again, settle for another field goal. So it's 17-10 here uh, at halftime. Uh, the good news is the third quarter is coming, which means we're going to rattle off 21 straight before we let Detroit back into the game in the fourth quarter. So we have that uh, to look forward to. But down 17-10, to 10, not looking good, inconsistent, can't figure out who we want to be, so it's you know, business as usual for the bears. Mmm, Just just taste that pessimism. It goes down smooth, doesn't it? <laughs> oh God. It's so it's so frustrating watching this team play sometimes. It really is. Good God almighty. God bless us all for sticking around for this. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, it it it's it's the sarcasm, the pessimism, the you know, the the, the jokes, the backhanded things, it, it's what helps get through from one side to the other and apparently like I said before we save our best football for the second half what's gonna be what the problem with that is and I'll talk more about this next week on the preview episode but it's just like the next four games even though the Cowboys are struggling the Chiefs aren't the explosive you know juggernaut that they were uh, a year ago the Packers were made to look human against the 49ers a few weeks ago and we already know what uh, Kirk Cousins is, even though he's playing better than he did when we saw him. These are four teams that we cannot wait until the second half to show up against. We, we just can't. We have to come out like we did against the Lions, put some points on the board immediately, and then our defense has to protect that lead, not go ahead and give it up to someone that doesn't. I mean, if, if David Blau can do that to us, God knows what Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, um, Patrick Mahomes, and God forbid, Kirk Cousins are going to do to this defense if we continue to play like that early on in football games. We can't have that. We cannot have that. So we got to figure out a way to show up in the first half and stay up in the first half. Maybe they need Blue Chew. We'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's worrisome. We can maintain that. We can get away with that now against the Lions, against the Giants. But we can't get away with that against Green Bay. We can't get away with that uh, against the Lions. They've got Cooper. They got Zeke. They got Witten. They got um, Galladay. I think is this? No, is there that the Gallup, not Galladay, Gallup. He's playing well for them uh, as well. And like I said, the Cowboys might be down now, but they also may take the embarrassment that they suffered last night against the Bills as motivation to come and put one on the Bears. uh, Another national TV date next Thursday. So we'll see you know the, the 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 Cowboys are ripe for the picking right now. We're the ones with all the momentum. We're the ones that are going to be at home. But the 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 Cowboys don't need any motivation. They're they're a 500 football team now and they need to win and to just to maintain. They're lucky they're in the NFC East right now where everyone else is struggling as well. But the uh the Eagles are, are right at their heels and they're playing the Dolphins on Sunday. So it's most likely going to be tied for the division lead going into that game against the Bears uh, on Thursday. So the Dallas Cowboys have everything to play for. They, you know, they might be six and six, but they're the one team that it's okay to be six and six and still be in the playoffs right now. The Bears, on the other hand, we got a lot of work to do, and we got to show up immediately. We got to come and put our foot down on the gas and keep it there until the clock reads zero at the end of the fourth quarter. Not, you know, (laughs) not come down and hit the gas like we did yesterday. And then just kind of cruise to the end of halftime and then put the gas down again in the third quarter. And then, uh, and then the gas down again, uh, like we'll talk about here uh, in the fourth quarter. But that's the frustrating thing about this team is that we're getting away with it now, but the next four games that we have, we will not get away with it there. So, but anyway, we get through the second quarter. We're on to the third, and this is where some optimism actually shows because the Bears have played very, very well the last five weeks uh, in the third quarter. We've put touchdowns on the board right off, right out of the gate with our opening drives on all five of those games, and one of those games is against these Lions. So why couldn't we do it again? Today? Knee-jerk reaction, third quarter, Bears and Lions, and in typical fashion, the Bears, for the most part, dominate. The third quarter, but uh, we broke our streak of five straight games, taking the opening drive of the second half in for a touchdown. Uh, the Bears are moving the ball again, but instead Mitch throws a uh, pass across the field to Allen Robinson picked off by Darius Slay to put that drive to an end. Defense shuts down the Lions and the offense comes back on an 80 yard drive that ends in a Jesper Horstead touchdown to tie the game at 17. So the Bears have scored their weekly third-quarter touchdown. And now here we are tied at 17 in the fourth quarter, about to start. So our weekly collapse of the fourth quarter is on tap. Now the Lions have the football. Uh, they seem to be moving the chains. And uh, we'll see how it goes from here. That interception from Mitch was not a bad throw. It was a badly timed throw. If Well, actually, it was also, you know, Got to love Mitch, but he has his accuracy issues for one reason or another. I, I think sometimes the game is still a little too fast for him because a lot of times on those crossing routes, he he likes to, or I don't know if he likes to put it, but he tends to put it behind the receiver more so than he does uh, in front of them. So it was he waited about a beat too long to throw the ball to Robinson and he also put it a little bit behind him if he puts it out in front like he did to Robinson last week on that big like 48 yard reception he had against uh, the Giants if he puts it out where Robinson has to kind of reach out for he might have actually been able to put it out of Darius's sleigh, Darius Slay's reach Uh, on that but instead he he like I said he was a beat too slow throwing the ball or too late I should say a beat too late throwing the ball and he put it behind Robinson just a little bit so Darius Slay was able to jump it and came up with the interception and that put that drive to an end but like I said the offense came out got the football back because the defense showed up in the second half and uh, the Bears ran the football um, in on that drive nine plays 80 yards four and a half uh, minutes And like I said, ended up with an 18-yard touchdown pass to Horstead. Good throw from Mitch, better catch uh, from Horstead. Looked like he did in that preseason game against the Titans where he's just making crazy circus catches uh, out there. And uh, that tied the football game uh, up. But, uh, you know, it, Mitch was hitting Robinson. He had 12 yards out there. Um, you know, Montgomery was running the ball a bit, and we we're spreading the ball out to uh Javon Wims, who had a good game. Anthony Miller was getting into the mix uh as well. They're mixing the ball around. The offense looked good uh on that drive. Actually it looked pretty good in the second half overall, uh, to be honest. So but it, and the defense, like I said, clamped down. After giving up 17 points in the first half, we only gave up three the entire second half, and it was enough to uh to get us the uh get us the victory. Uh, yesterday but uh, you know as you heard with me even even on this short sweet uh, knee-jerk reaction that was less than a minute uh, I was still able to get a poke in there about the Bears you know weekly fourth quarter uh, collapse the good news is this week that didn't happen knee-jerk reaction fourth quarter Bears Lions and uh, well i will be damned we uh, we came back a come-from-behind win for the Bears. The, uh, Trubisky led another touchdown drive, ending in a, in a touchdown throw to David Montgomery. Uh, Trubisky's third of the afternoon, finished with 340-plus yards, three touchdowns, the one pick in the third quarter. Mitch looked pretty damn good today. I mean, it still questions some of, the, some of his accuracy as far as where the ball is being delivered to his receivers at times. But for the most part, he threw the ball really well. David Montgomery ran the football well. It looked like a struggling offense succeeding against the second-worst defense in the NFL. This is what it probably should have looked like against the Lions a few weeks ago in Chicago. But the defense finally clamped down, uh, only allowing three points in the second half to David Blau and company. Uh, Eddie Jackson uh, putting the nail in the coffin. You know, everything that I asked for in my rant yesterday was we finally put our foot down, we put in the dagger, we went in, we scored the, the, the game-winning touchdown, and the defense came back and made the interception at the end to leave no doubt about who was going to walk away with the victory here. So the Bears win their second in a row. They win three out of four in the third quarter of the season, but now the true test is ahead. We got the Cowboys next Thursday, then we got the Packers, the Chiefs, the Vikings, and these next four games will determine the fate of 2019. So the Bears are six and six, back at 500 for the first time since God knows when. You know, since what our loss to the Saints when we were three and three. That's the last time that we were a 500 team. So six weeks ago, and here we are back at the middle again, six and six, quote unquote, in the hunt with four games left. Four very tough games, but four games. Uh, if we play like we did today, for the most part, we might have a shot. I don't know. Maybe it's just the holiday spirit that's making me optimistic, but I feel good that we finally won a football game. So, the Bears win 24-20, to move to 6-6. and Now we get ready for the Cowboys. Yeah. Where does it may sound? There is a different feeling about this win than last week's win, than the week before, or a two weeks ago, from uh, against the, the Lions. I, I guess it was because... I guess just because of the way that we did it, you know, we had to, we had to come back for starters. Uh, the Lions took the lead at the beginning of the fourth quarter with that field goal. We had to come back. We put together a very impressive looking drive there uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, Mitch was making good throws. Here, let me see if I can pull up that drive. Yeah, good throws. We got to, to Anthony Miller. Um, we got uh, well. Anthony Miller was big on that last drive. Thirty-five yard reception on third and four Uh, Montgomery with a big 10-yard run uh, in there another five yards um, uh, in there I'm going play by play here you know another 32-yard reception to Anthony Miller on third and five I mean he was big on that last drive and then Montgomery with the touchdown from four yards out uh, just before the um, just right after just before the two-minute warning I believe but uh, you know nonetheless it was a uh, yeah for three yards, excuse me, three-yard touchdown reception uh, from Montgomery to take the lead, and then, you know, the Lions had to come back. The defense did a little bending, but in the end, Eddie Jackson with the interception, that's it. We put our foot down, game, ball game is over with, um, you know, not coming down to the final play of the game. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's just something different about this, the vibe of the whole thing. Uh, was much different than last week when we had the game in hand and then the Giants came back and he's just sitting there kind of shaky, wondering if we're going to piss it all away. And then, you know, you're, you're more disappointed that you had to wait till the end to find out if they were going to pull this off rather than being happy that they actually did. There was just something different about the Bears doing it yesterday maybe it's because it was the lions because we're on the road uh, unlike our last two victories which are both been soldier field uh because it was on national tv because it got us back to 500 so there's a lot of reasons why i guess it felt better to win this game than it did the previous two so but um the easy part is over with now every game going forward is going to get harder uh granted we two we got two games left at home two games on the road our divisional games at green bay and minnesota but uh you know the cowboys are not going to be an easy out neither are mahomes and the chiefs uh on weeks week 16 uh as well i mean we need all of these games i think that I, I've seen a graphic that kind of optimistically says the Bears have a shot at nine and seven. I think maybe that's the best record we can look forward to. I mean, obviously ten and six is mathematically the best record we can get, but I think we're going to stumble somewhere, and and that's me being optimistic. I think three and one is possible. Hell, I think four and zero oh is possible. It's that whole thing, that game that I like to play. Can they? Yes. Will they? Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that one. So, I mean, it, the 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 only thing that that is the same right now is that you still can't really trust this team. Like 100% say for certain, these next four games, we're going to win them all. We're going to make the playoffs. We're going to be that last team that gets in, and we'll see what happens from there. Can't confidently say that. You can optimistically say that, but can you confidently say that? I can't. I don't know if Mitch just stepped up against a weaker performance and had his best performance of 2019 yesterday. 338 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. You know, ran for a little bit as well. That's what pushed him up into 340s was his uh rushing yards. But um, you know, can he do that against the Cowboys next week? Can he do that against the Chiefs? He might be able to do it against the Chiefs. They're not that good on defense, but You know, a few weeks from now in the revenge or the rematch, I should say, against Green Bay in Lambeau. Will he be able to do it there? (sighs) Will he be able to do it um, because he didn't really play against Minnesota? Will he be able to do it at the end of the season with the season most likely on the line or optimistically on the line against the Vikings a few weeks from now? I don't know. Can he? I think so. Will he? (sighs) I don't know so that's where that all comes in so anyway guys that'll do it we uh we won the game and I I feel good about it I do I actually feel good about it so we won the game 24 to 20 we sweep the Lions we're back at 500 where we've got some good momentum going into the fourth quarter of the uh season we're a hell of a lot better off than we thought we would be a few weeks ago so um it's it's we're st- we our playoff chances only went from two percent to three percent, but they're climbing. That's the optimistic thing here. So it's the holiday season, guys. Let's be a little bit more optimistic, huh? And starting with me, I think we can beat the Cowboys on Thursday. I really do. I really think that we can. I think we will beat the Cowboys. After that, that's where things get uh, that's where things get murky. The Packers, the Chiefs, the Vikings. Ooh, that's gonna be tough. That is really gonna be tough. But um, we'll see. So, anyway, that's going to do it for the Week 13 Review. What do you say we go ahead, get uh, final thoughts, and bear up and bear down? But first, the Week 13 Review episode is also brought to you by our friends at Blue Chew. And, guys, even though our defense looked a little limp at times in the first half, they were able to... uh, get that extra boost in confidence and that performance uh, boost that they needed in the second half to help the bears propel themselves to victory and blue chew brings you the first chewable with the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and cialis so you know they work you can take them anytime day or night even on a full stomach and since they're chewable they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so there's no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now we've got a special deal for all of our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code armchair. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code armchair to try it free. Bluechew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Now let's get back to the show. <clears throat> Final thoughts bear up and bear down uh, as well, and um, you know, guys. It, it's for anyone who missed it. By the way, I did post a, a twelve minute rant, uh, if you will, uh, on Wednesday night uh, because of the the appearance uh, of, of Akeem Hicks on the Waddle and Sylvie show. Um, a lot of people made a thing about the way that uh, Akeem reacted to uh, Waddle's, um, I don't want to say joke because I don't think he was joking. It, it's And, and I, don't, I don't mean he was making light of Akeem's injury. I, I honestly take Waddle's side. I thought that uh, Akeem misunderstood what Waddle was trying to say or the point that he was trying to make. And uh, I, I definitely think he overreacted by hanging up and not hearing them out Uh, or anything like that my problem was actually it's like it was like a 40 second clip that i heard and my issue wasn't with the way that akeem reacted to the to the comment or the joke or whatever you want to call it my problem was with akeem hicks uh going in there and and addressing the whole fans booing the team and telling the fans don't boo us come with us and uh, all that kind of stuff. And it really, really bothered me to hear Akeem Hicks, of all people, uh, responding uh, to that. And if you want to hear uh, my reasoning, it is explicit for those of you out there who love that. Uh, go ahead and give that uh, a listen. I was actually in the car driving from, uh, from Iowa to my father's house out here uh, in Indiana for the Thanksgiving holiday. Just kind of got a hit with a rush of uh, inspiration pulled out the mini recorder and uh just uh, let it fly for as long as i uh as long as i could and uh then when i got to my dad's house i posted it uh for the world to hear so go ahead and give that a listen if you want to get my two cents on the whole situation the beauty is it's like the team responded i'm not going to sit here and take credit for it and say they responded to my comments or anything like that i doubt they've heard a word of what i've had to say uh, it, it's more of like the, the team showed up yesterday, the, you know, coming out in, with the early first quarter touchdown, um, responding with their annual weekly third quarter touchdown. But then the real thing was we're one of the worst teams in the NFL in scoring points in the fourth quarter. We scored the points that we needed in the fourth quarter yesterday against the Lions. That's a big step, in my opinion. Is it a step that we'll continue to go forward with as we progress through these last four weeks? only time will tell, but it's a positive step in that direction. Uh, something that we have we got to see something we haven't seen a whole lot of this year yesterday was a smiling Mitch trubisky on the sidelines on the sidelines. you know, he looked good yesterday, 29 of 38 for 338 yards and three touchdowns. In order for Mitch to complete 29 passes in the past, He's had to throw well over forty passes, maybe even into the fifties to complete fifty-nine, or excuse me, twenty-nine passes. He was he's you know very very accurate yesterday, or at least on target with his throws. I you know just got done talking about how he was inaccurate on that interception uh, throw. He wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but he was definitely the best version of Mitch we've seen in 2019 yesterday. And that's very important to build on going in to these next four games where three of the four defenses we're going to face are pretty damn good. So... This was a big step in the right direction. I think that's also why there's a better feeling, a better vibe around this win than there has been over the last couple against the Giants and then against the Lions 2 weeks ago uh in Soldier Field. So there's a better vibe going on uh right now. A little maybe maybe even a little bit more optimism about what could happen over these next few weeks, especially with the way the Cowboys looked Yesterday and and how they look ripe for the picking. They look like they're ready to take a fall. They really, really do. And I think that uh, Thursday night could be the either the beginning of that fall or the reversal of that fall. That psych moment, like oh, you thought we were down? Psych, we're still here. We're still in first place. You know, we're still in charge of the NFC East. We're still going to the playoffs, kind of thing. So I'm anxious to see this game on Thursday. I really am. I was kind of dreading it uh, before but I'm looking forward to the game now. I'm very very interested to see what team shows up against the Cowboys on Thursday. Will this offense that was good in I'll even optimistically say 3 of the 4 quarters in the football game because we got almost nothing done in the second quarter, but this is as close to a 60 minute football game as this team has played all year. You know, it was is this and then the Minnesota game uh was the other game where we were on the whole time. So We'll see. We'll see. It took a while for the defense to catch up, but thankfully once they got the cobwebs dusted off or the the rust or, you know, once they got loosened up, you know, maybe they were still a little stiff from, stiff from the soreness from Sunday's game in that first half. The second half they brought it and they got the job done and were able to, uh, you know, that nail in the coffin, that dagger that I've been waiting for, that I've been looking for, that I've been practically begging for with the Eddie Jackson interception that shut the game down and secured The victory. So everything that we could have wanted in that game, we got. It was a fun game to watch. Uh, my stepmother said it was an exciting game I was like no, I was like now that the game is over you can call it exciting but watching it was definitely not as exciting it was stressful as hell is what it was <laughs> but now that it's over and we got the outcome that we were looking for, yes it was exciting it was you can look back and say it was a fun game, it certainly wasn't in the moment but it certainly is now it, if you go back and watch it you know, yeah maybe you cringe at a few moments but overall you know, it was a bit more fun game to watch and I think anyone was expecting i mean the lions playing the way that we have the way the bears have looked on offense and things like that nobody was expecting 44 points out of these two teams yesterday i think we would have been lucky to crack 30 going into the game but instead we broke 40 so anybody who bet the under lost for the first time in a long time betting on these bears so um anyway that'll do it for the for the recap uh let's go to uh bear up and Bear down here to uh, close the book on week 13 for our beloved. Uh, Bear up. Actually, let's start with the bear downs. Let's get the bitterness out of the way first. Bear down to any pass rusher not named Khalil Mack. Somebody, please, for the love of holy Christ, somebody step up for my boy Khalil. Now, granted, I'm not exactly happy with Khalil. He missed a couple of sacks yesterday. Had his hands on David Blau and let him get away. Instead, it was Roquan Smith who came away with the two sacks the Bears collected yesterday. Roquan got both of them on some very well-timed blitzes from Pagano and company. But Khalil Mack was doing his best to get some kind of pressure. You didn't hear anything from Leonard Floyd, nothing from Isaiah Irving, who actually played yesterday. The only time we heard Aaron Lynch's name is when he jumped off sides on like third and four to give the Lions a first down that they didn't earn. Otherwise, nobody is stepping up to help out um Akeem or excuse me Khalil Mack speaking of Akeem Hicks the reason that he's kind of on my mind in this moment is that uh it was announced earlier today that Akeem Hicks is expected to start practicing which means he will be will be knock on wood ready to come off of IR when he's eligible week 15 prior to the Packer game so the fact that he can start practicing this week and could be ready to go for the Packer game will be a huge boost in my opinion to uh Khalil Mack we could that could be very, very big because I think that Khalil Mack definitely misses the havoc that Akeem Hicks uh, creates. So God bless Nick Williams and and um, Eddie Goldman. They do their thing, but they aren't Akeem Hicks. Akeem's a beast. We need him back on the field, even though he wasn't my favorite person yesterday or Wednesday, I should say. But still, um, so those guys, you guys need to step up. Akeem, or Akeem, I keep saying Akeem. Khalil needs you, and uh, you're not getting it done. Uh, bear down Prince of Mukamura. Got smoked on that 75 yard touchdown play. Uh, in the first quarter that really gave confidence to that kid Blau Uh, got burned one other time for the second touchdown as well he misread the coverage or handed off the wrong guy so uh, overall did not have a very good start to the football game and put the Bears in a hole that our offense hasn't been playing well enough to feel confident they could have dug themselves out of so he could have sunk the team with the mistakes that he made yesterday thankfully that did not happen but we shouldn't have been in that position to begin with, and Prince of Mucamora is better than that. And then the final bear down that I have is kind of more of an honorable mention. He's kind of been teetering uh, to get on this list, but Tariq Cohen, as a punt returner, as a running back, and as a receiver out of the backfield, he's not having a great season, but he's not playing poorly. He's a little frustrating to watch when he does the horizontal running more so than the vertical, but he's not doing poor enough to make this list. As a punt returner, though as dynamic and as dangerous as he can be maybe it's well, it's it's still the decisions that he's making he seems to be fair catching the balls that he should let go he seems to be letting go of the balls that should be caught it's like he can't win every decision that he seems to be making lately is is the wrong one like he caught one yesterday and then got ploughed by the defender he should have fair caught it Instead, he went to go ahead and catch it and then got blasted uh, by the defender immediately after catching the football, which is a very high-risk moment for fumbling the football. Thankfully, he held on to it. Then there were a couple of others where the Bears are starting inside their own five-yard line because he let something bounce that he should have caught. So. His decision making—he's guessing wrong when he's deciding which ones he should catch, which ones he should let go—and it gave the the offense much more work than it needed uh, yesterday. So, shape up, Tariq. Do better. We know you're—you're an all-pro for Christ's sake as a punt returner. We know you can do better. All right, bear ups. Let's start with the honorable mentions. I don't know to mentioned to Cordell Patterson that 57 yard kick return at the beginning was outstanding really got things going in the right direction uh gave the Bears a very short field to work with only 50 yards to get that touchdown in the first quarter bear up to Jesper that only had one catch yesterday but it was for 18 yards and a touchdown in his first game as our starting tight end yesterday there was a lot of talk over the very short window about Cordell Patterson maybe getting some snaps at tight end because he's 6'2 240 pounds he's you know, Maybe a little shorter than you like your tight ends, but he's definitely bulky enough or heavy enough, big enough uh, to do it. Maybe he wouldn't be much of a blocker at the line of scrimmage, but he could play that uh, Travis Kelsey role where he goes out and he's in the slot and down the center of the field with the seam. It was an interesting idea. We didn't get to see it yesterday, but maybe it's something that we will we can look forward to uh, going forward. Maybe Broniker won't be ready for the Cowboy game. So, But honorable mentions, Cordell Patterson, Jesper Horstead, bear up to you guys. Now the actual bear-up list. Bear-up, Mitch Trubisky, 29 of 38, 338, three touchdowns, only one interception. Um, The best that he's looked in 2019. I know that we might be grading on a curve when it comes to Mitch, but you can't argue that he did what needed to get done yesterday. We scored three touchdowns on offense. They were all Mitch Trubisky uh, touchdown passes. So, I mean, some really good-looking throws to Anthony Miller yesterday, some really, like, on-the-money throws. He still has his issues with accuracy. Yesterday he was more on the money than he has been all season, even on deep throws. You know, he had a 30-yard pass to Anthony Miller. He had a deep throw to – Uh, Allen Robinson, and, you know, he had a couple of those nice over-the-shoulder throws where he put it in just the right spot for Anthony Miller uh, a couple of times, especially on that last game-winning drive uh, as well. Speaking of Anthony Miller, bear up to him. Eight catches, 140 yards, nine catches, excuse me, nine catches, 140 yards for Anthony Miller. Didn't get into the end zone, but did everything that he could Uh, yesterday. Here's a guy that's got two 100-yard games against the Lions uh, in his short career. Bear up to Allen Robinson, eight catches, 86 yards. And the first touchdown of the game, bear up Javon Wims, five catches, 56 yards. No touchdowns for him, but his best output uh, of the season. Bear up. David Montgomery, 16 catches, 75 yards. The best running that we've seen from him since the San Diego game, and it was there was a lot of it was kind of yards after contact. So the what we call yak yards for a running back, yards after contact. For receivers, it's yak is a yards after catch. For David Montgomery, lots of yak yards yesterday, uh, getting some yards after contact, spinning here, diving there, uh, getting some yardage. He looked really good yesterday, 4.7 yards a carry for young Montgomery yesterday. And then finally, the only defensive player I, I thought worthy of reward uh, on defense, Roquan Smith, 15 tackles, two sacks yesterday from Roquan. He, for as, you know, for whatever was going on with him in the middle of the season and the way that it affected his play when he came back, he is back now. He is playing as well as he ever has uh, in a Bear uniform, and it's, a, it's an awesome time for him to be doing it. So Bearup Roquan, he was fantastic yesterday. So one of the few guys that showed up for all 60 minutes uh, on defense. The rest of the defense, I think, was still maybe a little stiff, maybe a little sore from the short window between games. And I think, like I said, they were all loosened up and ready to go in the second half because they only gave up three points in the third and fourth quarter combined, which helped us secure the win. So, anyway, that is going to do it for the Week 13 review episode of the Bears Talk Underground. Come back on Tuesday. We're going to drop the preview episode on Tuesday. Our friend Joe Rodriguez, our fellow Armchair Media Network host, uh for the cow i think it's still called the cowboys huddle i'm gonna have to confirm that uh the cowboys huddle and uh he'll be on to uh preview the game talk about this game between the the bills and what happened on thanksgiving what's been going on why are they six and six after starting three and oh why have they gone three and six over the last nine games and what kind of uh you know what are we looking forward to with the with the Cowboys do you kind of secretly want them to tank so you can get rid of Jason Garrett because a lot of Cowboy fans have been wanting to get rid of Garrett for a long long time or are they realists to be like you know what to hell with that I want to win I don't care who the coach is let's go ahead and kick ass against the Bears on Thursday and win this division and figure it out after that so who knows but we'll talk to Joe we'll have him on the show and and, and get all that in and, and preview this game between the Bears and the Cowboys a lot on the line this coming Thursday. And uh, we'll see who will come out as victorious. So, anyway, come back on Tuesday for the week 13, 14, excuse me, week 14 preview episode of the Bears Talk Underground. And until then, my name is Larry D. And this has been the Bears Talk Underground.